Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Amen. Now, Jesus said that I will not leave you orphans. Yeah? That's in John 16, either 14 or 16 or 17. But they are going to put it up so we'll know where it is, 14. I will not leave you. I will come to you. You know, Pastor M was here on Friday. If you missed, I don't know what rock you were hiding under. And we're talking about the orphan spirit. Orphanhood is the devil's business. Fatherhood is the father's business. I repeat that. Orphanhood is what the devil specializes in. His whole idea is to create as many orphans as possible in as many senses as possible. Naturally, physically. Yeah. For me, my dad was killed when I was eight. So I'm very acquainted with orphanhood and the orphan spirit that it brings and all those things that Pastor M was teaching about on Friday. You can find a message online to minister to you. It could be your dad is alive, but you're still an orphan. You're separated. You see, when Adam sinned because of the devil, God didn't die. Yeah. The father remained alive, but now there was a separation. So Adam became orphaned. So it could be in that environment. You're here, you're listening to me, you're online, but you don't talk to your dad. Or when you talk, you talk essentials. School fees. Bills, essentials. There is no conversation past the essentials. There is no depth. There is no soul connection. You are estranged, but he's alive. So for you, the difference between you and those whose fathers are dead is little. You all, the only opportunity you have is that you can always repair it by the grace of God. So it could be that sense, it could be spiritual orphanhood. You don't know Jesus, so you can't call God Father. Maybe you call God Father, but you think God is against you. Your whole Christian experience, you think God is that guy with a long beard and a long baseball bat who's trying to harm me. Hey. Then you come and we start telling you things like your sins we are forgiven. You're like, you're lying. You don't know how many I've committed. That's why the Bible says he's an accuser. He's the accuser of the brethren, not the lost. He's not the accuser of the sinners. He's the accuser of the children of God, convincing them that their father doesn't love them. Orphanhood is bad. It's the devil's work. Are you with me? So you find that your whole life you live, act, and react in a way, and you don't even know why you react like that. You just, you're competitive. I know about competitiveness. There's one thing to try and excel to honor God. It's another thing because you want to prove a point. And you're looking at the point prover, number one. Yeah. Like, how can you come second? What, 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 what is that? Who created second even? Eh? 
you have to win. So you're winning, but every win brings more dissatisfaction because there is no father to, to say, well done, my son. Because even those that you have won can't congratulate you. They hate you for winning. So the more you win, the more dissatisfied you are. The more alienated you are. And you say, okay, you know, yeah. In P3, I was number one all three times. Yeah. That's also the year my dad died. Then you finish school and realize it's a different playing field. So you think I'll win by making money. I will have money. Yeah. And then that one also you find doesn't work. You try everything. You can even be a minister like me and it's about your church should be recognized. But there is no, there is no end to the search. Wow. Someone's guy is being robbed or something like that. Okay, it's not. And all you ever needed, I think they are going to solve the problem. I don't know how. Pastor B3, is that your car? Can you help us? <laughs> All you ever needed is someone come and say, it's okay. You're doing well. Yeah. Even that C, it's good enough. Yeah. You are accepted with a C, with an A. You're, you're just, you're fine. You're okay. Yeah. You, you'll be okay. And so, God sent Jesus to give us a shot at that. <laughs> a shot at that being accepted. You know, girls, you do all the makeup, you do all the dress up, you do all the work. It's like, you're trying to look the best, but yeah, it's still not enough. So when Jesus comes, he comes to deal with that. But now Jesus is not here. So what did he do? He sent, he said, he knew his purpose. He said, I will not leave you orphaned. In other words, without him, we are orphaned. Whether you have a dad or what, we are orphaned. I will not leave you orphans. And he says, I will come to you. And what, does he, what is he talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Right? I don't have my analog Bible, so I have to keep scrolling this little thing. What does the next verse say? Maybe it's there. Or is it the previous verse? when you have your someone plan and then things start in a very different way. You're like, hey. What verse was that I was quoting? Verse 18. Yeah, that, it started at verse 16. 16. So I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. They can't, they can't kill him like they killed your dad. He's there forever. And you know, the Holy Spirit, this helper, even when you die, he's still there with you. Forever. He didn't say he will abide with you until death. No. He will abide with you forever. That, friends, is the solution 
to this giant orphanage called planet Earth? The Holy Spirit. So it's from verse 16 that he goes on, give us 17 and then 18. He says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Ah. And then he says, I will not leave you orphans. I'll come to you. How will he come to us? By the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that good thing you feel, eh? that good competitiveness, or that some others, we express it via being competitive. Others express it via giving up. Like, call me what? Oh, huh. Bible says that the, the glory the glory of children is their father. Yeah? Proverbs something. The glory, children's children are the crown of, and the glory of children is their father. Now, do you know the opposite of glory? Shame. Shame is the opposite of glory. Now, you would think, why would you feel shame because you have lost a father? You don't know what you're talking about. I know. You would think you are responsible. Now, it is the father who eliminates shame. Fathers are responsible for getting rid of shame in their children. They are the ones who say, it's okay. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's what the father said. Do you know when he was saying that Jesus had done absolutely nothing? He hadn't raised a dead person. He hadn't preached a single sermon. He hadn't even managed to fast 40 days. No, nothing. And that's what the father says about you. Before you get anything right, he comes and says, Julius, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. That's by the spirit. The Bible says the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to eliminate those orphan tendencies Often feelings. One of the things that orphans feel a lot, if you didn't know, is a sense of powerlessness. Powerlessness. Like anyone can do anything to you and you will have no one to defend you. That's why the Holy Spirit is a spirit of power. Ah. <laughs> People I'm preaching to have gone at home. The ones here, they are just like, oh, it's too much. Okay. So the Holy Spirit is here to eliminate that sense of powerlessness, that sense of loneliness, that sense of needing, being needy. Yeah, needing to be accepted. Not that we shouldn't have relationships. We should have relationships. We should excel. We should win. But sometimes it's coming out of a, a bad place. And here's how you know it's coming out of a, a bad place where even after you've won, you still feel terrible. Yeah, because no one celebrated your win. The Holy Spirit. Now, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, how do we go about this? And God started giving me some wisdom. You know, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Trinity is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But he's the most neglected member of the Trinity. We all talk about the Father. We all talk about the Son. Rarely do we talk about the Holy Spirit or even talk to him. He's the most neglected member of the Trinity, but here is the other interesting thing. He's the only member of the Trinity who is, the who is responsible <laughs> for everything here on earth. Because the Father is in heaven. He's not doing anything. The Son is in heaven. He's not doing anything. So every time you've prayed and your prayer was answered, someone got healed, somebody got paid, 
Some relationship got repaired. Huh? Some miracle happened. Hey, people, you're scaring me. Some miracle happened. Yeah, whatever. Just know that if your prayer has ever been answered, the person responsible for the answer was the Holy Spirit. Jesse Duplantis had a, a, an experience. It wasn't a vision. It was an experience. He actually went to heaven. And there's a whole long video on YouTube. He talks about it. And he went to heaven and he saw all these wonderful things. Then he saw Jesus. He actually talked with Jesus. Now, if you doubt what I'm telling you, then you need to become a Christian. And he also saw the Father, not clearly. It's not that easy to see. So he was, he was, he asked, where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is on earth. Between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the part of the Godhead that is operating on earth is the Holy Spirit. The one you last talked to long ago. He's the one. Am I preaching good? Are you receiving it? So it's the Holy Spirit. He's the one. He's the one. Every time you see miracles, he's the one performing the miracles. <sighs> Our heart is now yielded to thee. Yielded to thee. Spirit of the Lord divine. No broken we waiting for thee, waiting for thee, Spirit of the Lord divine. It is the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach a certain point until this, the other wisdom I told you God told me, but if I forget, remind me. And he said, remember me. Now, here is what's interesting. Do you have a Bible? Do you know about you version? It's on your phone. If you don't have you version, get it. It means that every time you're WhatsApping, at least you can also read something. You see, the Bible is a record of the work of the Holy Spirit on earth. I'll try this side. The Bible is a record of the work of the Holy Spirit. Everything from Genesis to Revelation, you're seeing what the Holy Spirit has been doing on earth. Arguably, the most dynamic part of the Bible is the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's where you see the most incredible kingdom breakthrough. Like in all your Bible, those four books reveal more about God operating on earth than any other book. And it's chiefly because of Jesus. Right? But you know that Jesus only did the things he did because of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38 says... How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So even the Gospels are a record of the work of the Holy Spirit through a man named Jesus. Jesus didn't operate on earth as God. On earth, Jesus operated as man. An anointed man. 
a man filled by the Holy Spirit. You see, the Gospels are just a picture of what you could be and how you could live if you were also filled by the Holy Spirit. To the extent that Jesus was filled by the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, but there is a measure. For him, of him, the Bible says he was filled with the Spirit without measure. So if you exposed yourself to the Holy Spirit to the extent that Jesus did, then what you read in the Gospels is what would be written about you. Your life record would look like the Gospels record. So the Holy Spirit is a third member of the Trinity is God. He's God. He's not a dove. He's not a wind. He's not a bird. He's not a flame. He's not eh? he's not water. He's not oil. He's not a mist. He is God. Amen. We are going to spend a few Sundays looking into this, so don't be anxious about it. It will be good. Now, here is the thing. When God, the Holy Spirit, connects with a man or a woman, hmm? do, do you understand? So there is God, the Holy Spirit, here. He's all by himself, he's incredible. He created the world. Yeah, he was hovering over the waters. And then God spoke. And when God spoke then, if you read Proverbs, you find that it was wisdom, which is a portion of the Holy Spirit, that is responsible for creating the world. Yeah. Wisdom is just a portion of the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit gets into a man or woman or upon a man or woman. That is what we call the anointing. Yeah? The anointing is when the Holy Spirit is operating in, upon, with a person. So since my whole point of this series is not to mesmerize you about the Holy Spirit and how incredible he is, but to show you how he works. In, I, want you, I want us to only focus on the Holy Spirit with you, upon you, in you, the anointing side of the Holy Spirit. So I'll be focusing on the anointing. Doesn't make sense. Fair enough. So the anointing is a function of the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit in action through a person. Okay, now I've told you about the Holy Spirit. Now, I want us to bring it home. The Holy Spirit with you, upon you, in you. Because I don't want it to remain a mysterious thing of, hey, the Holy Spirit, what does he look like? Does he have a Facebook page? Does he have an Instagram account? How do I like him and follow I want to bring it home. Because in Jesus, we have an example of the Holy Spirit upon a man. And so we see what will happen when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, upon me. Why? Why am I driving this point home? You know, there is a very popular video that has gone around of Pastor, evangelist, prophet Benny Hinn prophesying about a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in Uganda in 2022. And here at Worship Harvest, I think we are the ones near the river where you can hear that the water is starting to what? So now, I don't want, so I'm preparing you because you might think that when they say the Holy Spirit is going to move mightily, you have imaginations of clouds, whatever. No, if that's going to be you. <laughs> yeah. 
the Holy Spirit does not move on earth apart from people. How God anointed Moses Mkisa of Chitukutwe. Hey! You can put your name and your village. Florence Babidi of Chalwajala. Who went about what? Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with her. That's what we are talking about. Let's stop treating this whole idea like some mystery. The Holy Spirit is in a tree, is on the other hill, then the other what? No. The Holy Spirit works with you, upon with you are the one. You are the carrier. And later on, you'll be discovering many interesting things and why. Largely, the, the church keeps going without the anointing because of lack of knowledge. Ah. Hey. I was going to ask a question, then I realized it is my third teaching. So if I ask a question now, people will have a headache for three weeks until I've taught it. Like, where is the Holy Spirit? Where? Look at someone. Look at someone. Do you see you're seeing the Holy Spirit is there where you're looking? Yeah. So you might spend your money going to different countries looking for the Holy Spirit. There. Next door. It says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. The treasure is the Holy Spirit. It's in an earthen vessel. Like they are going to ask, where is the tea? The tea is in the cup. Now, if you don't know that the tea is in the cup, you keep looking around, where is the tea? Where is the tea? It's in the cup. To drink the tea, you pick the cup. Where is the Holy Spirit? Gloria. Ruth. Yeah, that's where the Holy Spirit is. See, now I need a whole teaching on that. So please keep your stones in your pocket until that time. Yeah, because many of you are like, huh? Huh? Yeah, so if the Holy Spirit is not in a person, upon a person, with a person, where is he? Because he told him he dwells with you and will be in you. After the born again experience, he's in you. So he's in you. The Spirit is in you. And if you have received baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's also upon you. Take me to back to that John 14, 16, 17 and let's see if we can solve a small problem. Now he says, I pray, I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Now Pastor Angela and Pastor Bithy, you can come now since we need to start finishing. I'm serious. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. There is something. I need to demonstrate something. That's why I'm calling you. So you better be in a hurry. But Pastor B3 first seat. She she shouldn't stand too long. Pastor Bless will come. Some levels of the anointing, you know. says, out of your belly shall flow rivers. So some people have a bigger source of the of the break it Leave a Shake it again. Shake it again. I receive it. He says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another 
helper. Why does he say another? Because they have one already. Come this side. You stay here. Now, let's assume this is the disciples. I passed English, by the way, so don't think. (laughs) It represents the disciples. So, I'm talking to the disciples. Okay? Uh, Talent come, so that people don't think we are breaking English here. So, I'm talking to the disciples. I'm saying, guys, I'm going to send you, I'm going to pray the Father. That's important because it's only the Father who gives this one. I'm going to pray the Father and he will send you another helper different from me. Assume I'm Jesus. Okay? I hope that's not too hard to assume. Another one other than me. And he said that that helper will abide with you forever. Because this helper Hmm? When you go to Chira and this one goes to Chibuye, they, they are not with you. They have to travel back to where you are to say, now, you see, as long as Jesus was around, the operation of the kingdom was limited to where Jesus was. That's why he sent them somewhere they couldn't cast out a demon. Why? He wasn't with them. It's until he came that he could. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, the difference is when the Holy Spirit comes, now we are going to make an assumption that this one is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, then the Holy Spirit is not limited in scope and distance. and So, wherever you are, he will be with you. Now, um, I want to explain this in context of the next verse. Next verse. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't know, neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you. Now, he's telling them he will abide with them forever. But right now, he's telling them he dwells with them. And then he says, will be in you. Because when he is in you, then he's with you the whole time. But for now... He dwells with you externally. Why? Because God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And as long as these people were with Jesus, they were with the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Now, if this is the Holy Spirit and this is Jesus and I'm hanging out with these people and we are going different, we are going that way. We are going this way. Are they with Jesus? Are they with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. As long as they are with Jesus, they are with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus can only be in one place at a time. You see that? So, as long as Jesus is not with them, there is a limitation in their operations. But when Jesus is with them, they can operate. Now, the solution is saying that I'm now going to go away and give you this one who can be wherever you are so that now whatever was happening with me eh, can happen with you. If you are in boarding school and you didn't have grub, you need to have a friend who always has grab. Hmm? So let's say this was the friend with grab. And those fellows, they don't have grab. I also don't have grab. But because I have a friend who has grab, I am always munching on what? Grab. Now, if they are my friends, I can come and say, never know about where Also, let give them some. Then they get some grab. Now, if I leave the school and hand over this friend to these people, they will always have grab because I've handed over a friend. 
Amen. Pastor B3, you can come now. These grab people can go and sit. Now, here's another illustration thing for you to think about as we conclude this part. There are dimensions of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? You see, as told them, he dwells with you and he will be in you. You see, those are different things. With and in are different things. But in Acts 1.8, he tells them that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's a different dimension also. So there is in you, upon you, and with you. And those are increasing levels of operation with the Holy Spirit. It's not the same thing. You can have a cup with a little, some little drops of water. With water in it, huh? Is there water in the cup? Yes. Is there water upon the cup? No. When does water go from being in the cup to upon the cup? It overflows the cup. That's what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, when you're born again, the Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. That's the Spirit in you. First Corinthians 6.17, if you could throw it up quickly. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. When you got born again, the Holy Spirit came and took residence in your spirit. And according to Ephesians chapter 1, I think verse 14 and 15, that there is a seal on your spirit where you cannot lose that gift. That's why it's not easy to stop being born again once you're born again. Because you're sealed. Yeah? He says, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's in your spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? John 20, 22. John 20, 22 says, he breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. You see that? That's after the resurrection. That's when the disciples received the Holy Spirit in them. That's when they got born again. Because you can't be born again without the Spirit in you. Now, the same people that he has told received the Holy Spirit, he told them what? Do not leave Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. What is he talking about? He's talking about Pentecost when the Holy Spirit will come upon them. That's an overflow. Now, that's, those two dimensions are what are largely known in the church today. In some parts of the church, they only know the first one. And they will argue to the death about the fact that there is no second one. Unfortunately, my experience shows me that there is another one, so they can argue, but you can't. A man with an experience is not subject to a theory. And the experience of thousands. Okay? Now, those of us who have received baptism of the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, it is, that's what they talk about now. But don't be, get satisfied, there is another dimension. The one Jesus operated with. The spirit with you. Bishop Oedipo writes about this in his book about the anointing. He calls the first one, the spirit in you, it's like a well. Do you know well? You know, lots of people here, all they know is a tap. But a well is a small, narrow, deep thing which they dig in the earth to access water until you reach the water table. So you can pull it out manually with a, a pail or you can put some mechanical, electrical, whatever system. So like a borehole is a type of well. If you know a borehole. Now it's like a well. Now, is there water in a well? Yes. It's endless. But it is limited. It can't supply a lot of people. Now, the spirit upon you, he equates that to a stream. 
you see the well, the quotation of the well is uh, John 4. Jesus told the woman at the well that I will be within that person a well of living water. When you come to Jesus and you accept Jesus, he's in you a well of living water. Do you see that? So if you're born again within you, in your spirit, there is a well of living water. Just keep throwing up the verses as I go through them. That's John 4. Now, beyond that, there is where he cried out and said, huh? he said that if anyone believes in me, out of his belly shall flow what? Streams or rivers of living water. Now, that's a different dimension. Because one is in you, one flows out of you. Hey. The one is in you, one flows out of you. One is in you for your own sustenance. The Holy Spirit is in you for your sake. The Holy Spirit is upon you for other people's sakes. So this whole thing of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, prophesying, it's not about you. It's about others. It's about the mission. It's about the ministry. That's why Jesus told them, don't go anywhere until you've got it. Because you will not be effective without it. Are, are you following? One is a well in you. One is a river out of you. That's dimension two. You lay hands on the sick, they get healed. You speak a word, it is accurate. Even you, you don't know how. Yeah. They will ask you, how do you do that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that what I said was of God, but it was. Someone came and confirmed. And said, that thing you said, that was me. Okay, me, I don't know, I was just saying. Now there is a third dimension, the spirit with you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Bishop Edible compares that to rain. In the Old Testament talks about the earlier, the latter rain and the former rain. You see, all is water. But I can tell you that rain is very different from a well. Because rain can cover several villages. And give, you see, when you have a well, you can only water the garden nearby. When you have a stream, it will water lots of gardens all along the way until wherever it ends. When it rains. Yeah? Even the idiots who don't know anything about irrigation survive. Yeah. That's the dimension that God wants you to operate in, where it rains for you, the way you operate the Holy Spirit. Even people without faith, they get healed. Even people who don't practice financial principles, they get wealthy. Because they are, they are within your area of operation. That's when people can have spiritual authority over cities or nations. They don't have to be there physically. They just over to you. Wow. The time. The time. Wow. So the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And those are different dimensions as of the anointing. Stick with me next Sunday. If you stay for flow service, I'll, I may go about it differently because I, I'll be flowing. Amen. Pastor Beth. Wow. Can you help me appreciate Apostle Mose? Let's get up on our feet as we respond to the word this morning. I'd like to encourage you right now to open your mouth and start to pray in the Holy Spirit, to pray in tongues, to pray with understanding, um, to just respond to the word of God as you've heard it this morning. God is inviting us into the much mores that are available to us. I'd like to start where Apostle started and just say that God wants you, He doesn't want you to be an orphan. He wants to father you. He wants to be your father, your God. He doesn't want you outside. He doesn't want you orphaned, powerless, feeling unprotected, uncovered, unknown, unguarded. He wants to be your God, your father. 
your ever-present help. And he wants to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. So even as we pray across the room and everywhere where we are gathered right now, I want to invite you today. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Or you did and you walked away and it's been a long time. You feel very distant from God. You feel unfathered, unknown. Today the Father is calling you. You are his child, but you have to accept his fatherhood. And so to those who receive him, he gives the right to be called children of God. This morning I want to invite you to come home. If you're watching here in the room at home and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life, today is the day of your salvation. Don't postpone it. No, don't, don't, don't continue to live as an orphan when you can have a father. So I'd like you to put your hand up boldly without overthinking it and say, I'm saying yes to Jesus. We just want to see you, pray with you, and, and just, just put that hand up boldly wherever you are. Say, today I am saying yes to Jesus. I want to be a son, a daughter. I don't want to be an orphan anymore. Don't be afraid. There is no fear in love. Just put up that hand boldly. Say, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Go on, go on. The rest of us just praying in the room everywhere. Put that hand up. It's a personal decision. It's between you and God. And he knows your heart. Would you put that hand up boldly? Would you put that hand up boldly? We will wait for you a little longer. I know that there is someone here today who needs to come home. Praise the Lord. I see that hand. A pastor is going to run there. And I'd like you, that pastor, just pastor, mission or leader, walk that person to the front, walk with them, just walk with them. They are making a decision and cutting themselves off from orphanhood and saying, today I will be a son, I will be a daughter. Yes, thank you, my brother. Come on, walk forward right away. Yes, come, come boldly, just right here. No worries, just right here at the front. Yes. Come, and I know there are more. Walk boldly. Don't let fear hold you back. Fear is an enemy. It's a, it's a part of the orphan spirit. It's threats and fear. Fear of shame. God does not ashamed. The Father covers. He protects. So if you're still there and you're afraid, just do that bold thing. Break yourself free from that spirit today and become a son and a daughter. You're never too young, too old. Make that decision today. I still believe there's someone who is going to wait for you just a little longer. Just a little longer. Just a little longer. Walk forward boldly and make that decision today. Come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my sister, for breaking free from that deceptive spirit of fear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, something is shifting. Lives are being changed. There's a party going on in heaven right now. If you're still there, come on, just walk. Run forward. Don't think it too much. Just walk. All you need to do is make that walk. And as you're walking, you're breaking chains off of your life for generations to come. Don't let a spirit of intimidation hold you back. You're among brothers and sisters. There is so much love in this room. And the Father is still beckoning you. Come. 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 There's still room. There's still room. There's still room. Today is the day of your breakthrough. Today is the day of your salvation. Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear hold you back. Fear is from the enemy. He's trying to threaten you and intimidate you. How you can't make it. How it's too difficult a decision. There is grace. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to live the life that you want to live. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'd like us to join these brothers and sisters who have made the most powerful decision of their lives. First of all, would you celebrate them? Because in heaven, there is... Seriously, that's the only time God throws a party in the scripture is when his children come home. And now I'd like us to join them as we pray this prayer. Just lift up your hands, my brothers and sisters. Go ahead and say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your acceptance. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Today I am born again. My life will never be the same again. I am a child of God. I am not an orphan. I am a child of God. I have a father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
All right, Pastor Sarah, right there, and Julius will walk with you uh, just right there, as, and, and they'll just they'll walk with you. It'll take about a few minutes to just. Now there's there's someone else here, and um, the word when Apostle was was reading a scripture, it just popped up. It said, "Wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for that promise. Don't give up. Don't take a counterfeit. Don't take an easy way out." Because it's being presented to you, but God gave you a promise. God gave you a word. Don't take the counterfeit because it's the easy way out. That's a trap from the enemy. His traps always look easy and then you are in a trap and you're caught. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't take that bribe. Don't sleep with that man. Don't make that decision. Wait for the promise of the Father. He will come through. He keeps his word. Wait for the promise of the Father. How do you wait? Continue in prayer. Continue in faith. Continue in thanksgiving. And, and, and for the rest of you, this morning, you came in. as the, I want you to become people. Every time the word is taught and you want to catch something, sow seed in that word. There are baskets here. I'll encourage you to do that as the service comes to an end. Abbo was teaching and he taught from the word and, his, and, and, and the word was I will not leave you as orphans. The enemy wants to take away your inheritance. Orphans do not inherit. Orphans do not inherit. Today I am you are my son and I have begotten you. I think in Psalm 128. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. You are my son. I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Psalm 28. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. What is God saying? Children of worship harvest. The enemy wants to take your inheritance from you. Make the decision today in this room. Make the decision today to be planted. Amen. Make the decision today to become a son. Counterfeit is the enemy making you think that you can make it on your own. But you have a father. You have a father. Why do you struggle? You have a father who can make you. You don't have to make it on your own. You don't have to make it on your own. In this house, <laughs> you have the opportunity to be made wealthy. You have the opportunity to be made wise. You have the opportunity to be made a disciple and to be discipled. You have the opportunity to build. You have the opportunity for your businesses to grow. You don't have to do it by yourself. Children of worship harvest, the enemy wants to steal from you. And God is saying, be planted. Say yes to joining the mission or community and being there. Say yes to being a missional leader and leading. Say yes to going to Mpiji. Say yes to waking up at 5 a.m. Say yes to giving to arise and build. Say yes to giving to buy the land. Say yes to giving up your counterfeit freedom to receive a freedom only children in the house possess. And so your action point is to say yes. Say yes. Say there's nothing to think about. There's nothing to pray about. Because the enemy is stealing from you. Say yes. Say yes. 
Send a message to your zonal pastor. Send a message to your missional leader. Send a message to your cohort shepherd, your, your location pastor, and say, I've said yes. I've said yes. Today I'm a child. I let go. I let go of my things. We are like my time, my dreams, my purpose. You're a child. God has an inheritance for you. Okay? So say yes. God is healing people in this room today. God is healing people online today. There is healing moving. There is healing moving. And I get the sense that it's, 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 it's I wanted to say a supernatural, but an out of ordinary type of healing is happening. God is dealing with kidneys. Someone, either you or someone in your family, you have a kidney issue. God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. God is healing leukemia in the name of Jesus. Leukemia is being healed. I also get sickle cells, sickle cells. God is healing. There's a healing happening. Diseases that you think are impossible, God is healing. God is healing. God is healing. HIV, cancer, God is healing. God is healing. God is healing. Someone has an issue with their gut with their gut and you've been put on a specific diet. God is healing you. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Someone had an issue with your knee, your, your joint came out, came out. God is healing you. And you are told you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to play tennis. I don't know. God is healing you. In the name of Jesus, someone got an injection and it damaged their skin. Your skin is returning back that, 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 that. There was a, 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 a ditch. It's coming out. You're being healed. God is healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we celebrate Jesus for what he's doing? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so, friends, wow. We have many good weeks ahead of us, right? Yes. Talking about the Holy Spirit the anointing the Holy Spirit working through you to change everything everything I'm telling you something significant, you're going to see significant changes in your extended family in your communities in your business, among your friends you're going to see it you're going to see it live yeah, I'm telling you by Christmas by Christmas yeah, you, you go, you're going to see what happens when you allow the Holy Spirit into your space, into your relationships, into your body, into your life. You're going to see it. There's going to be so much healing of bodies and things like that. I see it happening. Amen. So may God bless you. May He cause His face to shine on you and give you peace. And may He fill you with the Holy Spirit in new amazing ways. May he satisfy you. May you feel like a son, a daughter and never feel alone or abandoned. In Jesus' name. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for coming out to Garage. Next Sunday, yeah? Bring one more person. Yes. How many? One. One other person. Is it all up there? Oh, oh that is space waiting for someone you'll bring next Sunday. If you come early, you'll sit with your person. Then the people who come later will go up there. <laughs> yeah, and then we have there. Then we have there. Then we have outside. Then we have just one person. Who's, who's going to bring one person? Okay. Some people are going to bring one person. Other people are thinking about it. Some people are bringing oh. five. Okay. Five, one. Yeah, let, let, you know your neighbors. They, they are there. They don't know that God loves them. Yeah. Bring them. Let them know. Amen. God bless you. See you, see you next Sunday. Uh, I'll see you at the floor service at 11. 15. Wow. Thank 
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.